Citizens of the Verse, today is December 22nd, 2950, and welcome to another episode of Readcast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Reader Organization. I'm your host as always, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co-host, the refined refiner himself, the ever incomparable Chekhov. Say hello, Chekhov. Hello. So we've got a great show in store for you. So cozy on up to a hot vat of refined titanium and let's start the show. Yeah, no guests today. No, first and foremost, um, happy Luminalia. Today is the Luminalia celebration um, in the Star Citizen universe. Um, So uh, for those that don't know what that is, it is a holiday... Yeah, so I'll, I'll read a little bit about it. So it's a holiday celebrated by both Banu and humans on December 22nd. Uh, it was originally an irregularly held Banu festival, um, which is, I, I can't pronounce the name. It's like Tsaitai Efanga, which means globe festival. And it's marked by the lighting of ceremonial lamps that stay lit until their fuel is consumed. Uh, so about 34,000 beats, a.k.a. two standard Earth days. Hmm. Um, so while the lamps are burning, all Banu, no matter where they are, are considered one solely, which is essentially, uh, um, it's almost like a name for a family in Banu. They invite friends, business associates, passing strangers into their, into their um, group and give them gifts so that they'll um, always have something to sell since the Banu are very trade-oriented and selling-oriented. All attendees are expected to provide food, drinks, and or party favors in return. And if they can't, the host will often have those items available for sale. (laughs) So it's a really interesting um, holiday. Uh, It is... um, you know, typified by green and red lights. So very similar to things that um, you might see, um, you know, there's a traditional gift sharing, uh, particularly by human merchants where there's like, uh, you know, gift wrap packages. You could return those in exchange for a surprise. Sometimes it's some credits, sometimes it's a small toy, um, you know, and they use that to increase f- traffic into their stores. Um so there's, you know, gift exchanges, present hunts, uh, like I said, glowing lights, gatherings of family, friends, business associates, acquaintances, food and drink. Uh, there's a lot of discounts, which also coincides with the sale with RSI, um, as well as, like I said, decorations in, in red and green. Um, they In game, we actually have the ability, one, a lot of our deliveries, um, you know, involve actually bringing uh you know minerals to or not minerals boxes uh for people um for their uh you know their celebration but then there's also little gifts hidden throughout the landing zones that you can return and actually um you know you get some sort of money uh, at the trade terminals so i've been i've been picking some up and uh i've got a bunch of my my uh, inventory they haven't um they haven't enabled the trade the trading yet so uh, it is in the ptu you can trade so that'll probably be whenever they launch the new ptu patch um so that's that's lumalia it's pretty interesting uh, and celebrated today so 
Happy Lumalia. Uh, so, Chekhov, what have you been up to in uh, the verse this past week? I mean, I guess before I even say anything, in case anyone doesn't know, 312 is live. So, yes, you know, what have you been up to, Chekhov? What are your first impressions of the patch? Well, while you were uh, talking about the lovely Banu holiday, I was trying to put a rock in the Nomad. And one thing I have to say, it's about a thousand percent worse than it was in the previous patch. It just does a complete <laughs> 360 and flies out. So right now it's standing on its front wheels. But yeah. uh, aside from that, I, I would say this is probably, for me anyway, it was the most, one of the most exciting patches ever. And I would say one of the most featureful. Uh, so yeah. one of the things that you know I was excited about, you know, being the mining is one of my favorite sort of gameplays is um, you know refining. Um, you know, of course, you know everybody talks about gas clouds, but as far as the gameplay, definitely the refineries are, are really cool. And uh, but but saying all that, even though I do like that, I have to say to me one of the most monumental and important feature it's almost like a milestone feature is is reputation because yeah. that's really sort of put citizen to turns like a whole new chapter in star citizen because this is what really the mmos are all about and and really you kind of have to strategize quite a bit more you know and that's i'm sure is going to come in the whole you know the death of the starman right is that what's coming next you know, you really I gotta, mean long term, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you really have to understand what that means. It's it's not only you know it's reputation all the way around. It's bounties. It's missions. It you know uh, what happens. You can't just backspace and conveniently you know get back in your bed because that will affect your reputation now. Yeah, so, uh, a lot of things need to be considered. Uh, just like you know storing and retrieving ships also. You know, right now with with all the you know insur insurance issues and and claim uh, that they're taking much longer. Now you have to be a little more strategic about what you're storing where, and and then you add the complexity of your refined materials that are ready to be hauled. So now you have to gather them. You know, think about what kind of ships you have to use to take them from one place to another, and yeah. of course, you know the whole. 30k issue is still upon us, which I do have to say, uh, more so, I'm feeling it at least, more so in 312 than uh, in 311. So that's kind of sort of a, a short take, but but there's quite a bit more yeah. going on in 312. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a feature-rich patch. It's been a little buggy, but, you know... Um, the, the PTU and, you know, the fixes that they've been putting in before the holidays, um, have been pretty great actually. So I feel like we're in a good spot for, uh, you know, having the right patch for, you know, people who are going to be off from work. Um, so what have you been doing overall during the, during the, the new patch? You've, you've been pretty active, so... You know? Well, yeah, so the uh, one, one thing I do want to kind of talk about is my experience with, uh, with with the whole, you know, mining and, 
and refining, of course, just kind of do a quick recap. Everybody knows that you can, uh, you know, refine your um, mine, mine materials at all the uh, L1 stations, and the only exception is Hurl L2, and, the, uh, and they're, they're abundant right outside the stations. But uh, abundant, though, but unfortunately, very high percentage of inert material. So, so far, what I'm finding is uh, even after refining, and so same rule applies now as it was before, it's not worth really mining and refining low-grade material. Even with these higher yields or lower yields, it's still not worth it. Uh, so you, you do want to go back to sort of the rules that we were, we were following before, which, you know, agresiums and, and laranites and uh, borates and vexillites. I mean, those mm. are definitely worth waiting and seeking out and not just taking everything. Um, and, and then you have the, the added complexity. So the, the, the materials that you, you're mining by, let's say, one station uh, are not favorably refined right there. You almost have to carry them across. And then as me, all of a sudden I have to maintain a spreadsheet because I'm forgetting what's, what, what is where anymore, you know, where I have yeah. to, go to pick my stuff up. Um, and so that's kind of uh, one, one, it's not really an issue, but uh, basically back to where, what we were doing. Now, as far as the re refining process itself, uh, you know, and this is my personal recommendation, and I forgot what they're what the names are exactly, but it's the the fourth and the fifth, uh, to me, are the only two that are worth doing because yeah. the uh, fourth is the one that gives you a little bit less yield, and but a much shorter time. So if you need money right away, that only that takes under two hours. The last one gives you almost double. To be exact, I got 80% margin on that, raw material versus refined. But that takes about two days, you know, yeah. average to, to get out. But those are the ones that I found were most beneficial. Now, and the final big, big issue that we encountered is we can't figure out where to sell Quantanium. Mm. And uh, so tried, uh, I think one of our org members tried it on uh, uh, several stations. You know, we typically sell it, Hurston. You know, the business center that buys everything is not buying it. Uh, PO is yeah. not buying it. Uh, Everest not now, Didn't he say it was a bug, like it's a known bug? Didn't we oh, come to that understanding? I, did, did we? Be, no one really mentioned that it was a known bug. Yeah, uh, uh, Cromwell did. Oh, did he? I, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Last night, yeah. Well, that's good then. So at least that's reassuring, then they'll fix it. Yeah. Uh, because the same, same happened to me with Hedonite. I got scared there a little bit because I uh, couldn't sell Hedonite at Everest Harbor, but at least I was able to sell it back at Ariel at, at Latham. So uh -huh. that can be sold somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, th these are huge, huge additions to the game, and I guess we expect them to be somewhat buggy, and, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll resolve some of these issues. Yeah, I mean... So for me, I've been just trying out a little of everything in the patch. So I've been testing out refining. Actually, right now I'm picking up a, a couple, a few work orders that I put in um, two days ago. I didn't 
didn't end up picking them up yesterday, but I'm oh, doing nice. it now. Keep track of your profits. I have, yeah. So I put in how much it cost. It, it was the you know the long work order, and how much uh, I uh, paid in. So I'm, I'll, I'll know that once I sell. It, it was just there were just really tests, like anything really close to the station to see if it yielded any you know significant number. Um, and then I've also been doing some of the bounty missions. I picked up a hawking game. Uh, Nest Mage helped me, um, you know, like kit it out, and I did about ten bounties so far. Um, and, and the reputation is is remembering me right now. I think I'm a junior associate or something like that with um, Crusader uh, Industries oh, nice. or Crusader Security, rather. Yeah, I, um, I so, figured that one out. By the way, how many of those do you have to do to be to finally? In other words, the ones that you keep on paying for to get into the guild. Oh, it it all depends because some of them, some of them are for low, like they're they're to get more complex um, types of bounties. Um, so I think there's two or three potential ones. One includes actually having to do player bounties. Okay. Um, yeah, because they keep they're on up for me every. It almost seems like I'm back to square one because I keep on getting the, uh, you know, the five hundred dollar, you know, go get. Yeah, I I always have one of those because I didn't complete all of them. Um, I only completed one, uh, but I've been building my rep with Crusader uh, uh, Security. Um, so you know, with Devin Batista and uh, Devin and Batista, I can't remember their names. Oh, I only have one work order complete? I thought I did more than one work order. I could be very wrong there. All right. Oh, no, I only did one work order. Order, I remember that. And then I decided to switch to bounties. So it's not substantial. It's, you know, pretty small amount. If it's, if it's even remotely decent pay, I'll know it's worth, you know, even mining... It, you know, if you even get a little bit more savvy with the mining. Um, so, yeah, that's been interesting to me. I think, um, you know, it it's a very promising patch, and I feel like it's setting up a lot for the next year. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about what's been going on in the verse. Uh, so last week, Inside Star Citizen was one of the more – lame ones uh, in my opinion just because it's not really doesn't tell us anything new um they but they do this every year and it is a helpful reminder it was a year in review um and it really shows you how far we've come even though patches have been significantly reduced you know we've we've still seen a lot of functionality this year oh yeah um you know out of everything this year check off what what's been your favorite addition to the game well i i mean the, this patch is yeah by by far you know that did it for me i mean this guy has got to be the the refining and the both refining and the 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 whole i guess well it's three refining concept the reputation and the gas clouds it just the gas clouds is just kind of created this wow factor and just remind yeah. you of how immersive this game is and 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 where and where are we going with this? It's almost like yeah. you know I'm ready to update my 
three monitors to same three, only much bigger size. So I'm even even more immersed in this, you know. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show they, they that, and they keep refining the geology sets and making the the assets in moons and such so much better. Um, and it just looks amazing. And even with, I hear a weird sound. Sorry. Um, Oh, you know what? It might even be coming from your uh, your uh, headset or something. Anyway, um, you know, it just looks so amazing. And it's like, imagine when we get Crusader in-game, real Crusader, not this temporary asset we have. Imagine when they finally get around to redoing poor Alisar in all of its glory. Because I know it in my heart of hearts, I do not believe that they're going to make it another one of these cookie cutter stations because it's a unique asset. And quite frankly, if they were going to do that, they would have already done it. You know, why, why would they wait when they could just quickly spin it up? So I think it's going to be a unique asset and it's going to continue to be interesting. I'd say this year, I like that we've seen a lot of improvements and enhancements to mining. And I, I think I would include the refinery gameplay as part of the mining loop. It's not really like a full separate profession. It's really the, it's the profession or the, it's the part of the loop that, that ties mining and, um, and hauling together. Um, Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Oh, and one major thing before I forget the, the new mining hub, it's amazing. I mean, that's so much better. Yeah. Oh no, they're going to store my ship. <laughs> I just got on it. Yeah. So, real quickly before I forget, mm. I just found a workaround to the rock and a nomad uh, bug. Just don't oh, yeah? close the tailgate. I'm right now about to go into quantum with a tailgate open. So far, so good. It didn't fall out. And it's. The tailgate it, won't close when you go into quantum? Oh, you you know what? I don't know. I, I bet it know. does. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if it falls out, it falls out. I mean, it wasn't yeah. even staying there anyway. But it's worth trying for science. Yeah. Um, so that was that was inside Star Citizen. We're not going to see one for a couple of a few weeks because they go on hiatus, and also the company goes on holiday. Anyhow, um, now. There wasn't a Star Citizen Live uh, last week either, so we didn't get to see that. Everything's really been about 3.12. And one of the things that you know we, we've been talking about for a while, but that's been coming and now we know more for sure, is this, um, this attack by Xenothreat. Um, you know, first it was pseudo confirmed with even just the name of 312. You know, they name the patch and they have this exciting sort of like teaser trailer for the patch around that they're calling it Attack on Stanton. Um, so that's really cool. And it introduces the first series of truly dynamic missions and events. And supposedly they're going to do the new ones with every patch. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, unfortunately it's pushed back. So they're not going to be able to do it before the holidays. They want to make sure it's a good experience. I a hundred percent agree with them. Um, how, how do you feel about that checkoff? Yeah, that makes, uh, 
that that makes a lot of sense to me. But I, well, they uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's going to be the one with everyone on the same server, right? The Xenofort has to happen on the same physical server. Yeah. So w- apparently, what happens. Um, and this is just my understanding, so it's very likely could be incorrect, is someone from the UEE Navy is going to essentially call all arms to help with a Xeno threat threat in the system. And we're supposed to report to the, um, the Jericho space station that they just put in game. Oh. And Sorry, it just... Uh... As soon as I press quantum, rock just poofed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all right. That workaround didn't work. So nope. <laughs> um. So yeah, oh, no, the uh, sorry, it's back. Oh, it just visually poofed. It it visually poofed. The gate closed, and now it's perfectly stable. Look at that. Oh, interesting. All right. I'll, well, I'll report anyway, back on this if it's yeah. still when I land. Yeah. So with the mission, people on the server are to, they'll get a mission prompt, they'll be able to accept it, and then they're to report to the Jericho station. And then the first set of challenges is there's going to be Starfarer wreckage or some kind of wreckage close to the station. And you're supposed to go to that wreckage and retrieve as much of the cargo that's there. And the cargo is going to include the new um, volatile cargo types with the cargo boxes. And so one of those is going to restrict you from quantuming. Uh, and so you need to fly at some, some 600 um, kilometers to the station. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other one, it, you can quantum, but it... Um, it doesn't do well with sort of like impacts and things like that. Um, so obviously what then happens is you get put in a place where you're being attacked by Xeno threat um, ships uh, in that endeavor. Uh, once you're back at the station and you're put it, you know, you're giving them the, the resources and such, uh, then uh, you start to experience an attack with an initial Idris and that Idris, um, the server works to take down that initial Idris, and I'm sure a complement of fighters as well. Um, once that's done, two more Idrises will quantum in, supposedly. And from that standpoint, same thing. You're trying to take them out, but then, then the um, javelin for the UEE quantums in and gives you assistance to finish off the two Idrises. So it, it sounds like, if that's how it actually plays out, it sounds really engaging, and there's a little something for everyone. Um, it looks like some of the cargo is going to be really easily helped with a um, tractor beam. So they're they're literally like highlighting some of the benefits of the new patch with the gameplay. So it sounds really cool. I'm excited for it. So, so, but explain one thing to me. So, how do we get a hundred thousand people that want to participate on that one server? It's not. It's going to be fifty on every server. Oh, oh so, so they're all going to be mirrored. Okay, I get it. I yeah, it's literally only one server is going to host the Xenoforth, right? Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, they're going to. Um, okay. Okay. 
And suppose like when they were testing it in PTU, they actually dropped the server count to 40 people because, you know, I think it's a lot of assets that they're processing, but they have since returned it to 50. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, that's going to be pushed back to the new year because they want to make sure that it's working quite well. Um, but from the play testing, it's supposedly very fun. Yeah, we, we still have yet to spawn an Idris, so still have to get that done as an orc. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting when we can do that. Um, yeah, it's yeah, so, not easy. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, now, and, and I thought that video was really great. Um, did we talk last week about the conclusion to the video? Um, Wait, we did one, right? Which one? The um, So last week we saw the conclusion of the reunion video, which was, if if uh, I don't know if you've seen it, check off oh, the yeah. video with the yeah. Star, Fair, uh, Star Runner. Yeah, one of, one of the best so far. It was amazing. Yeah, um, it really was. When you say they've conclusion, been playing I, for a while. I, I don't remember the first one. There was another one? Uh, yeah, so the first one launched when the Star Runner went flyable, and it was the first half. Oh. And then they just updated it to be one one full video. Uh, got it. Got it. Um, it was very... Um, like, it just... It gets you in the feels with like theory crafting and and all that fun stuff and just even seeing sort of like what a potential gameplay might be if you're a bounty hunter or a criminal and or you know a scoundrel of some right, sort. Right, right. So it was really cool, um, and I I'm sure we'll visit those characters again um, at some point. It feels like they're not going to go away right away. Uh, so. Another great bit of news, um, the roadmap is said to be on schedule for this week. So I don't know when they're going to launch it. I would imagine tomorrow because I don't think anyone's going to work over the holidays unless they don't celebrate, which, I mean, plenty of people don't, but uh, it seems awkward. That'll be homework for me, that means. Yeah, it'll be homework and we could talk about I think next week's episode we should really dedicate um to what do we think 2021 is going to look like and if the roadmap is updated to include some of that, you know, obviously we can talk a lot about that. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I was I'm really do, excited. Yes, me too, but I was kind of and this is a last moment so surprise what I was going to do is sort of recap 2020 roadmap today which is will be a nice segue into 2021 for next week next and, week. Yeah. and I'm, I'm 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 saying it right now don't worry about it i'm not gonna go verbatim for every single feature I was gonna i'm just gonna hit the highlights yeah i mean I, if i were you i would just say we we received this 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 yeah that's a great yeah, thing that's to talk exactly through. what i'm gonna do and um, you sort of do the year in review yeah to make sure i, I don't forget anything um, so that's exciting. Hopefully we do get it, uh, this week. I, you know, it'd be a great holiday present for me because, you know, I love any content that isn't speculative <laughs> at this point. So, uh, really cool stuff there. Um, check off, uh, why don't, why don't we, uh, segue into that roadmap section now? 
Yeah, sounds good. So give me a second. I, I'm actually in space somewhere. Oh, you know what? Let me get. Am I in the safe zone? Oh, let me get into Armistice Zone. Just uh, uh, well, give me one second. But what we, we can talk about is something we also we didn't mention is uh, Jericho, right? We didn't yeah, talk. well, that's part of the Xeno Threat mission, the Jericho station. Oh, okay, okay. That's well, why you'll notice. I don't know if you went there. Um, I did. I was there yesterday, and you can actually see like delivery terminals and things. Those are to to deliver the volatile cargo to Jericho. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, we were we it is a cool. At first, at first, I was like, "Oh, this looks like a tiny platform." But then, when you look, um, I counted, and it looks like it has space for at least forty ships. Because there's four docking collars, there's two large docking arms for javelins, and then there were a bunch of landing pads, both large and small. Yeah, 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 that's true. All right, I think I'm ready for the... All right. And there's cannons galore. I I um, started attacking Cromwell to test how, how quickly the cannons would rip through me and it didn't take very long they were i was i was actually sitting on one didn't know it was active and somebody i guess shot something happened the cannon all of a sudden started spinning and shooting so it threw me right off of it <laughs> all right so all right check off the road away. yeah so we we're gonna go right to three one and again if i'm missing like the major stuff like a new ship or um Anything that I forget on here, please let me three, know. 3-1? 3-1, released March 31st. Oh, Not wait. this year. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm yeah. going way back. That's, that's before my time. Okay. Yeah. The year it. started with 3.8.1, I believe. All right. So, then, well, yeah. So, 3.8 was actually December 21st, 2019. Yeah. So, might as well start with that. So what do what do we get there? We got uh, well one major major update. We got Microtech, and uh, with Microtech we got New Babbage. But if you all recall, New Babbage was not open, right? Uh, when yeah, it was just the point. exterior. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we was the exterior. So then after that, let's take a look and see. Now um, looks like the Argo Mole was also released. On December twenty first, twenty nineteen, yeah, that was uh, straight to flyable. Straight, yes, that's correct. Uh, and guess what other ship was released? That would be a question. Uh, no cheating. I know what it is. What is in it? Three point. So in th- in three point eight point one, it was the um, Cuddy Red. In three point eight point two, it was the Carrick. <laughs> there you go. Yes, your favorite Carrick was released and Not Cody my Red. Character, the best ship in the game right <laughs> just and and remember actually, that. <laughs> it, yeah i do agree with that but Cody red was the first ship with uh uh where you could set your icu yeah so that, that that was the first also uh all right i'm not gonna i'm gonna skip the weapons and we'll go to three nine uh so let's see on the character uh eh, nothing monumental Let's look at the location. Well, yeah, this is the probably the least talked about, and I would say probably the least favorite for all, which is what, Geeky? What was released in 3.9? 
that's least favored for everybody very buggy? The prison. Yeah. yeah, you got it, the prisons. Yeah, unfortunately they were. And New Babbage actually opened up. That was great. Everybody were very excited. I remember we were all flying around there. Uh, what do we get in gameplay? Um, uh, nothing really major in uh, gameplay. Prison missions. I well, yeah, oh yeah, that's the one that we had to escape, which I've never really tried. Uh, some bounty missions. Now let's take a look at the vehicles. We did have some new additions, so we got the Cutlass Blue. Uh, and of course, the back then, which was way overpowered, the Speria Prowler, and yeah. uh, that ship was taking out everything in sight. All right, so moving over to 310. So, 310, 310, we were introduced, uh, uh, some more shops on New Babbage. Uh, remember the Grimax got the overhaul, uh, yeah. we saw the um. Uh, the future site of the racing. Uh, what else? Um, and they got hangers. Yep, they got hangers. We got some. We got bartenders also. That release. Yep. Uh, now we had a, quite a few gameplay improvements. Uh, quite a few. Can you name some? Gameplay improvements in three nine. Three ten. Three ten. 310 gameplay improvements. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Well, One that the was... flight model was adjusted. Uh, yes, yes. The flight, the right, the flight model. Was... Um, I didn't there know this was, was going to be a trivia session, Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The, no pressure. I give you a hint. This is something that we did it without the 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 help of the game, but it was became a very useful feature for us. To exchange. Oh yes, the um, the account, the accounting app or the trading app. Yep, yep, that that came live, so that was easy to 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 kind of exchange money. And you mentioned the improvement in the flight, uh, new targeting uh, methodology. Yeah, and a minor feature. Yeah, we kind turrets of are viable again. <laughs> Correct. Yes, and body body dragging. We yeah. have fun with that. Or laughing, or you know what? <laughs> um, ships and vehicles. What did we get? Well, this to me is—I hate to say so—kind of insignificant. The the P seventy two and the uh, and the M fifty was uh, was released. Well, well actually, rework. Yeah, yeah, it was a rework. Yes, it was a rework. It was not a release. It was a rework. And again, I'm skipping all the weapons purposely just to kind of move this along. So, and we're at 311. Um, again, we did some more rework on the planets, uh, upgraded ground textures, uh, and uh, one major thing was added, but not functional. I think you'll guess this one. Three yeah, it's obviously... Um... You know the uh, cargo decks. You got it. Cargo decks were added. Uh, gameplay uh, relaxation of armistice zones. We all know that we could shoot each other and other NPCs. You're still gonna end up in jail, though. Force reaction was introduced. Um, 
an improved throw that I personally did not experience, but I don't know if you have. Uh, yeah, the grenades are a lot better. Okay. I don't use them that often because I'm not very combat oriented, but. And uh, yeah. as far as the ships, one of my f- newly favorite ships was introduced. Well, it would be the Nomad. That's exactly right, which I still can't get my paint for, even though I paid for it. But they told oh, that's me weird. to wait for it. And, and the Star also, Runner. Uh, yeah, well, we got the Origins, the 100 series, right? Oh, and yeah. Mercury, and the Mercury Star Runner was brought into the game, yes. I think that's a, that's another huge addition. I, I have to say I really like that ship. If there was a, ever a larger ship that I would get next, I think it would be the MSR. That's great. And the last but not the least is, of course, and so this is the wrap-up of the year, in case we, we forgot to cover something, yet again, so this is a consistent theme, planetary improvements, and I have to say it's noticeable throughout the whole year. Yep. You know, we're seeing constant, constant improvement. Every time you log in, every time there's a patch or an update to a patch, you, you're visually seeing that. You know, uh, gas clouds are in. Uh, refinery decks are in. This is all 312. Now, on the AI side, uh, oh, this is another uh, kind of, well, it's big one if you're into the gameplay, the torpedoes, uh, the now AI intercepting torpedoes. Uh, so from what I understand, you can actually have a chance now. Um, the uh, tar- AI targeting priorities, so now they can actually sub-target also. Uh, AI accuracy convergence. Not sure what that means. Ship and target. It, it has to do with them pointing in the right place. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. Quite uh, frankly. And capital ship combat behavior improvement. So we have that. Wow. A lot of gameplay entries. 11 gameplay entries. So, uh, number one, of course, you know, reputation. Uh, landing services update, um, mining UI, you know, we all love that. Uh, countermeasures, what are they? Oh, okay, so now I think the countermeasures, improvements that gives the player more control over deploying countermeasures and make the amount fired meaningful. Oh, that's cool, so I'm going to actually rebind my thing, my keys and joystick for this one. Torpedo <laughs> attack counterbalance and behavior okay well actually this is the one the one i spoke about before was i meant this one so torpedoes far more deadly on impact but with increased vulnerability to ship defenses uh capital ship turrets torpedoes vfx sfx improvements um again not sure exactly what this means um the exact definition is it has to do with the um has to do with the the actual uh the larger weapon like the on the idris the rail gun has yeah, the, more vfx and such yeah yeah the visuals do do actually show that exact thing uh vehicle entry identification minor but very useful improvement you know great for new that. players yeah absolutely i used to walk around you know, especially Carrick. If you don't tell me where it is, I would never find it. 
station-based refining. Well, yeah, I think we already mentioned that. And, oh, the other thing we didn't mention, the, the, the tractor beam, the tractor mm-hmm. beam attachment. We're all having fun with it. It's not lifting much, but it's kind of a sign of things to come. And this next one, I really want to find one. I just want to make sure I'm buying the right weapon, the the zeroing in, the the, the right the sniper the AO3. rifle. Yep. Yeah. W- which one is it? Is the is it the bearing AO three? Be- bearing AO three. Okay, that's the one. And yeah, you should have... be able to get it at Levski, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. And this is another uh, again minor but extremely useful feature: elevator panel updates. Yeah. I mean, they're a lot better than the than the giant wall of text that right. sometimes would be obscured by your own screen, which was an, a little right. annoying. And so, uh, yeah. And we got two little flies in the, for ships. So one, the, what does it look like? Sigurd gave it a good uh, analogy. It's a parakeet. The death parakeet. The death parakeet. Little bug. It looks cool, but... It's the most nimble uh, ship in atmosphere right now. The Spirit Talon. So, so supposedly you you're supposed to buy an, uh, special paints for it, but I don't know if they're available. They are. Yeah, they have. Uh, I think it's like a red and a blue. Uh, red, blue. But what about that? Uh, like a rainbowish or ever? That's already on. Oh, that's on the ship. That comes standard. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 standard Talon is a greenish hue. Um, that's that's uh, iridescent and has the green wing panels. And then the Shrike is the purple blue okay. one. So so Talon. So this is the Asperia Talon, right? Asperia mm-hmm. so Talon. See, I'll even go to Urkel and give you guys the exact specs. And it's a brand new ship in the last one. So because it's equipped with very special shields, which are standard, and that's unusual, it has Sukran shields, they're military great sea shields, and it has gimbaled S3 weapons. So this actually is a very formidable fighter because being as nimble as it is, 1236 top speed, um, you know, I guess if you beef up the uh, uh, the shields, it's got two... Uh, no, shields are good. Everything is good on it. I think this is uh, interesting. Uh, have you tried this one? No, I, I haven't. Um, I don't have one, and I don't. Um, I don't yeah. plan on picking one up anytime soon. Got it. That makes. But you know, interestingly, uh, as a stock, it, it already shows that the power supply is not enough. To carry all the equipment, unless Urkel is not incorrect, but based on Urkel, you have to. As soon as you get the ship, you have to upgrade it. I have no idea. That's a Nets Mage question for sure. Yeah. I. Uh, well, that was. A I, uh, it's a cool looking ship, but I don't. I don't plan on. I, I'll tr- try it out, like when it's a free fly or something with it. But yeah, I think that's one of those going to wait and get it in game or, uh, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, if the wipe is coming, then it, it kind of going to make us. Re- They're not going to wipe ships, check off. They haven't done it once yet. Oh, they did say going into the new year, but we don't know what type of wipe they they mean by that. So I guess we'll see. 
Yeah, I'm hoping. That's why I'm, I'm not holding on to money. I'm just, the minute I it's like make enough, I'm, I'm just buying stuff, you know? So yeah. hopefully they won't wipe ships, just wipe money. Uh, roadmap roundup for December 11th. All right, so that's our recap of uh, 2020. So hopefully we will have an opportunity to talk about 2021 next week. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, if the roadmap makes itself available and, and hopefully we'll be able to talk more about squadron 42. Um, you know, we're looking at, they said once a quarter, a squadron video. So we should be seeing one um, early in the year with one of the new squadron reports. Well, I'm finding a lot of presence in uh Loreville, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Presence really where? Um, they're scattered all over the city. You know those little those little presents for Luminalia? Oh, okay. That's cool. They'll put so, them on like you know, like those little dividers. They'll put them in like awkward corners. Like, see, I'm I'm in the uh spaceport and there's one on top of the Pips vending machine. Oh, that's cool. So are they keepers or you just sell them? You sell you bring them to the trading terminal and they give you money for them and it's varying amounts so i saw one that was worth thirty three thousand. really oh cool. yeah and one was worth like five. Oh, i'm definitely that's at this point that's probably better than uh mining i mean it's pretty good um so that brings us to what section of the show check off uh, it's all about science. For science. This is the section of the show that we talk about what we did this past week in the name of science. Um, so whether it's testing out the game, testing out new features, um, that's what we talk about. So check off. What have you done for science this past week? Well, I'm guessing it's a lot of 312 stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say primarily it was all about testing out the refinery loop. Uh, and, well, you know, one thing that I want to report, again, it's in the same theme, but uh, if we're talking about quantanium, so uh, the challenge was we used to uh, find a lot of quantanium and Aaron's halo, but we would go to Levski or Delamore and kind of get into it that way. It was easy. But that's uh, uh, not a very efficient option now because we're, you know, the refiners crew L1. So what we did is we were trying to figure out how do we get to Aaron's halo from crew L1. So we we found out you point to arc three and then you drop out a quantum at 12 and a half million from arc three and that puts you into the Aaron's halo and that becomes the closest point to the refinery. So if uh, I had a military drive, I made it no problem with Quantanium before even the alarm went off. And I believe one of our org members even had a stock drive, and he made it with the alarm, but also safely. So that was kind of what we did for science. Excellent. Now, didn't you have problems selling the refined Quantanium? Well, yeah, that's the, the, the second part of it is, and again, I hopefully you're right, but we tried... Uh, almost every station possible um, and they, they were not buying mm. because if you think about it 
prior to this point, we've never sold a refined quantanium. It's not something that we were ever, because as, yeah. as a hauler, you, you will never be able to trade quantanium. Yeah, it was never a commodity. It was never a commodity, right? It was just a raw, uh, you know, you could sell it as a mine, mine material. I and I keep saying like and you, you know you've heard me say this but isn't refined quantanium quantum fuel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe we're trying to sell the wrong thing, right? That could that could be why. Who knows that they haven't made the changes yet? I wonder. Has anyone submitted a bug report for that? I don't know. I'm gonna take a look. Um, it's a good question, but if not, I'll I'll do it. Okay. Um, so I, uh, for me, I test, I've been testing out just sort of how much I can reasonably make with a short loop between Hurl L1, mining the rocks around Hurl L1 without any consideration for what's in them, and then bringing it back, refining it with the longest refine period, but the cheapest to see yeah. if it's profitable. Um, I think it could be if you put a little bit of a lens on it, like if you just, if you focus on reducing as much inert material as possible and fill up with anything that isn't inert, then I think you can make some money. I, the run I did, it was only one trip. It took 18 hours to refine and it cost me I think it was like 16 change, 1600 um, alpha UEC to refine what I had in there. And I made, um, hang on, I didn't actually put this total in. Right, so did you compare it against if you were to sell a draw? I didn't yet. Uh, but I made it a, a, over 11,000 alpha UEC. Now that's a tiny amount. I had a ton of inert material in my hold and what I was selling. Oh, sorry. Hang on one second. I'm trying to escape. Oh, yeah. I, the, the bug that makes the starport hangar doors close too fast is still an issue. Um, oh, so the, the, um, the materials I was mining were corundum, gold, and diamond. Yeah, and I'm talking rough. like trace elements. Yeah. Uh, the other day, when when the patch first came out, I mined a few rocks with titanium and sold it for twenty thousand after refining with a three hour process. So I think I think there'll be some possibilities there if you're really smart. Um, check off. You use this spreadsheet um, yeah. that I think is awesome. We'll, we'll include that in the show notes, uh, for everyone to take a look at. It helps you calculate, um, what the best mining, uh, you know, what the best place to sell is, um, what minerals, um, you should refine with which method and which stations are better at refining those minerals. Cause the stations vary in terms of their success, refining certain things. So, um, and it all has to do with, you know, how much actually uh, comes out of it. Yeah. That's so, uh, yeah, that's true. No, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, you could spend the whole, we could dedicate the whole show to the whole, uh, loop because there's some, 
so many variables. And the only thing is that, as you said, you know, try to avoid the inert material. But, um, uh, you know, so far uh, around the refining stations, if you might, I wasn't able to do that. Uh, So maybe you just need to, maybe it was purposely done that way. So everything, it's way, way too convenient. Literally, as soon as you come out, boom, you might. So maybe you do need to travel a little bit off or go to the planet to be more selective. Yeah, uh, I agree. You, you do have to find a good spot. Uh, and I heard people in, in chat earlier today getting finding like amazing agresium supplies. So that's going to go a long way because agresium is already worth quite a bit. Yes. Um, and they're getting like 20%, 30%, 40% rocks. You know, that's, that's going to make a huge impact. And once you refine it, it'll be worth it. Um, so, uh, we have a few questions. They actually all came in kind of last minute, uh, believe it or not, mm-hmm. um, with my final call in the, um, in the discord. Um, so they were all discord questions. Um, hang on. I'm just setting my quantum beacon. Um, so our first question comes to us from Nubkins. And he asks, how safe do you feel in the verse when conducting your mining or cargo operations? Are you more afraid of 30Ks or pirates? At what point would you request security escort? Um, how do you feel, Chekhov? Do you feel safe? Uh, okay, you feel so secure? The, <laughs> the jury is still out, though. Yesterday, out of nowhere, and I wasn't even mining. I was just taking my prospector to fuel up. Somebody just came out of nowhere and started shooting at me. Uh, player you know, or uh, or AI? Uh, no, a player, a player, and and I think uh, right now everybody's kind of just focused on testing the refining loop, even the yeah. pirates. <laughs> so and I so we're not seeing the full grunt of it. So I think the jury is still out, and um, the uh, there, there's going to be a lot of griefers. Not so much. Uh, looking for um, you know the the mining ships like malls and prospectors coming in, but I think the haulers, big haulers, coming out. I think the caterpillars are going to be the targets, you know, because they're going to know. Okay, yeah. so they're you know these these people. Okay, whoever is hauling out a caterpillar probably invested you know days worth of work, so they're kind of saying, okay, if we get them, you know. And hold it out for ransom, you know, they're gonna pay. Right. So I think that's yeah. and, and that's coming. It's not here yet. So it's kind of a long-winded answer. So only because we haven't really seen the full effect. But I think it's gonna be a concern. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh and yeah, we're gonna need that for it. I think so too, especially um once they physicalize the cargo and, and a tractor beam can actually move the cargo you know a pirate cat can be right behind you and and use their tractor beams or even a pirate uh um cutty and you'll be able to scan a ship and know what's on it so you'll know if it's valuable enough to attack um and they could even have coordinated efforts to shut down the um the comma ray so that someone's hitting the comma ray right when they're about to sack a hall and you'll have you'll be in uh, pretty tough shape if that happens. Uh, yeah. So I guess I we'll see what happens. Could... I'm not afraid right now, though. No, not right now. I wonder if we could snatch the cargo from Nomad because it's an open back. 
Uh, no, because I think the plates still magnetize, right? So um, it, it'll still have a strong magnet to the cargo. So you'll have to disable that before you can steal anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I would say, I guess then my answer is 30 Ks. Um, and a security escort would be anytime I felt threatened. Um, especially, I, I think we'll see that more with pyro. Uh, Chekhov, you're getting a lot of background sound. Definitely. Uh, that's nomad flying. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's not me. Um, so the second question is from Admiral Cody. He asks, when can we cut down trees with the cutting tool and put them up as a Christmas tree in our Carrick? Um, I don't know if we're ever going to get to be able to do that. What do you think, Chekhov? Chekhov? I'm sorry, I was on mute. When we can cut trees... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm just the Besdak, and every single there's six ships on the ground, and they're all red. So I'm like, okay, where am I going now? Uh, uh, speaking about escort, uh, I'm so. What was the question? One more time. Uh, when do you think we'll be able to cut trees down and put them up as Christmas trees in our ships? Um, hmm. I think uh, that's probably patch number five point six beta. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If if they ever allow us to cut down trees yeah, at all, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if they did eventually, but I don't know if it'll. We'll see that in launch. Um, and then Techno follows up quite quickly with, "And when will we be able to use the tractor beam to move them?" Well, I think that's now. <laughs> if we can cut down trees, I think we'll be able to use the tractor beam to move them in place. Um, so the next set of questions comes from Techno. And he first asks, how do you feel about the current status of Xeno threat um, and the event being pushed back to 2021? How do you feel, Chekhov? That was just, well, we just found that out today. You may yeah, not even be up to date with that, but. Um, I'm okay because they, as you said, you know, they probably have staffed, you know, they'd rather have a good event with stable servers or more people on, on hand to, to deal yeah. with issues than not. Yeah, it would it would be I think it would be a complete nightmare from a PR standpoint and from a, a player sentiment standpoint if they did this right right now over the holidays and couldn't actually support fixing any problems. Um so I I wholeheartedly agree with the decision and was surprised that they were even considering doing it right before i know they did it they wanted it to be engaging and fun for people and i appreciate um i appreciate that wholeheartedly but yeah. you know not it's not necessary um so then the next and we, we've got plenty of stuff to, to play around with now while we wait for that um because we're going to be testing out refining yields for yeah, exactly. weeks i'm sure um and then trying to get those big big bounty payloads and such. Uh, what advice would you offer a new, so Techno also asks, what would you, what advice would you offer a new player just starting off in, in Star Citizen? We, we get this a lot, but I, I like, it's good to have sort of, you know, ongoing questions of it in case something new that's comes a, up. Yeah, that's really a good question, especially now. So again, to me, it's really simple. Uh, 
get a get a nomad for a scholarship because you will experience a little bit of everything. It's a you can uh, learn about upgrading it because it could become a very formidable fighter if you need it to be at least defend itself. You'll understand the you know components. You'll understand the hauling a little bit. It carries a decent amount of cargo. Uh, you can also mine, hopefully, if you're careful with the mm-hmm. rock. And you know, and the rock is also not not expensive to pick up in game. So I think it that you'll you'll experience a very rounded, well-rounded uh, play in, or or I should say, will experience this entry into Star Citizen the right way because when i started unfortunately i didn't have that opportunity i didn't know any better nobody advised me i got the aurora and the only experience i had is hauling boxes and i almost quit not quit but just kind of let it go Uh, and the only reason why i didn't is because i found reed and i started learning what else is possible i was totally didn't know about bigger ships equipment what else is possible the only thing i knew is that there's this thing that can't even get out of the hangar properly and keep on crashing into the walls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now that I know better, and definitely, definitely, this game is not to be played alone. You can when you want to, but not to promote our work, which we are, but just join an org. Yeah, find an org that fits for you, join it participate it it makes it the it definitely makes the time between patches go by so much faster you know i feel like we just got 311 and now we have 312 i feel like once the new year hits i feel like you know 313 is going to come before we know it and then who knows you know like especially with pandemic world you know time just doesn't seem to uh, i don't even know I, i I have no the Star Citizen is my best grasp of time now. <laughs> but but can I tell you something? This what to me keeps this game more exciting, being that it's a sandbox in alpha development. Because not only we play, we anticipate the the patches. We we have a debate about what's coming, what's not. There's a lot of opinion, whether you know yeah. positive, negative, and and that's what makes it interesting. Because you know we're kind of mature players and. You know, uh, half of the fun is is debating, talking about it, anticipating, you know, this podcast. So it's not only the play, it's the whole experience of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it, for sure. And just like, you know, learning things that you might not learn, you know, maybe you're not into lore, but someone else is, and they could tell you more about Luminalia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which we'll see more and more physical manifestations of in game. The clo- you know, the further along we get. Um, right, and I just uh, watered my plant that blooms every one, once every hundred years, standing in the corner <laughs> of Nomad. Oh, I love things like that. I can't wait to to like decorate my office of my ship with things like that. Yeah, you know, like rare plants and rare rare artifacts and stuff. Um, I would say for new players, don't let the information overwhelm you. Start with baby steps. There's a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of ways to play the game. 
Um, it's not all box delivery missions, I promise. There's a lot of ways to play. There's a lot of exciting things that you can get involved in. Uh, obviously, like, like we always say, an org helps with that. It's not always required, but if, you know, I would say, um, you know, if you, if you can join a, join an org, uh, you know, take, take the game in stride and, you know, try not to get too frustrated. There are bugs. It's an alpha. So we say game, it's, it's, it's not a tech demo anymore. Like other people will say, uh, but it's still an alpha game and some days are better than others today i'm having a completely smooth fantastic experience the other day it was unbearable so you know it's just a luck of and and we're on different servers the same here yeah yeah i feel like they're they're tweaking some stuff on the back end or something um and then uh techno asked something that we probably already talked about but what's your favorite aspect of the 312 release check off if you had to pick just one just one it's so hard with 312 but you know it has to be just one it's the mining hut because you do so much of it so that's the biggest mm-hmm. nice um if i had to pick just one it's the reputation system um, uh, especially because, um, we have, it's not just for this patch that it makes an impact it's long-term. And, you know, one of the things I was talking about today with somebody is the whole idea that, you know, I think we'll be able to have at least some level of reputation that orgs can use to hire other orgs or players can use to hire orgs. You know, maybe, maybe our logistics division isn't playing currently. And no one wants to haul something from one point to another. Hire an org. Um, and there'll be reputation associated with that person, how many contracts they've completed successfully, um, you know, ratings and things like that. More elaborate than the one we have. So I think that sets the stage for it. And we're only going to see that continue to grow, advance, and create more engaging experiences for the for game players. Um, so next question comes to us from Earth, uh, spelled O-Earth, but it's Earth. Uh, and he asks, how do the show participants feel about having the refined ore tied only to the mining depositor without an option to make it widely available to cargo haulers? Uh, and when we get refinery ships, how would you like to see the mining to refining to hauling work? And yes, this is a question extended upon in his most recent video. And I think he means expanded upon. Or oh, expanded. All right. I'm not- so I hate to do this to you, but you're going to have to say it again because I just walked yeah. out an aerial and I couldn't hear a thing. Oh, <laughs> so I'll, and I'll, I'll paraphrase it so that's nice and quick. Uh, first question he asks is, how do you feel about the fact that only the person who is refining the materials can haul the materials? And then the second question is, once there is refining ship gameplay, how do we see or want refining to um, refining to mining to refining to uh, hauling look like? All right. So the first part of the question is very easy. Hate it. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, it's like you, you're a miner or you're a hauler. Like for me, like it would be perfect to pair up with Sigurd. Sigurd loves hauling, right? Yeah. So, be, you know, could not think anything better, but we can't do it. So that kind of leads me to the second part of the question. The answer is, uh, yeah, the way we see it is that, you know, uh, uh, you, you should be able to form uh, a party or partnership whatever the case is and uh, and share in those rewards without worrying or thinking about well okay well I'm the one that needs to go to the trading station or my partner you know once we form the group that group is mining hauling refining and the, any member of that group should be able to do any of the three yeah and and it doesn't uh, have to be an org necessarily like I said it yeah. could be a, just a that group yeah. So I would say, so I agree with you. I dislike it. What I would say is we know that that's not the end state. So we do know that eventually there will be the ability for the other person to pick up the cargo. The question is how, uh, and especially I'm surprised the, the refineries are not located with cargo decks in the same um, station. So originally I thought what would end up happening is both would be on the station and then you can have the refining order be um, stowed at the cargo deck. Now I'm thinking what will end up happening is you can give, eventually you'll be able to give control of the mining order to the person that's going to be doing the logistic side of it. Um, but they need, I think that'll likely end up being something that gets explored in the player trading app long term. So they already mentioned sort of commodity trading and how that will work a little bit. So I think it'll tie into that. Um, with the mining, refining um, um, gameplay with, uh, with a refinery ship, I'm intrigued by it only from the standpoint of, at least from what we know so far, the initial refinery ship's going to be relatively small. <clears throat> so I would imagine that ship will come in game once you can unload what's been refined to another ship. But maybe what will happen, um, actually, this is a good use of what, what could happen is the refining ships are, um, I'm guessing they're going to pick up the saddlebags right. and refine, but they can travel to the destination that they're going to drop it off at, but they're not going to cargo haul or they could, but I feel as though they're not necessarily going to cargo haul. What they might do is drop off the refined goods at one of the cargo decks to be picked up by a hauler. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, the bag and so they're like a go between. You can have someone. You can have a couple people ferrying between mining locations with refining ships. I don't know. We'll have to see because it it could end up being costly if the ship itself isn't you know fuel efficient or it's a long distance between where you're refine where you're mining and where you have to drop off the the goods. Um, but it seems like a waste of cargo hauling if the refinery ship is going to do the hauling for you, if that makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, Skydom, but I mean, the bag is, uh, you, you don't need a, a full-blown hauler, but uh, mm. yeah. 
gets something like that. I, yeah, I agree. It's got to be some so, so some sort of a loop. It just makes it more interesting if if uh, a refinery is also in space and near you. So it sort of like becomes almost travels to you, grabs the bags, and you keep on mining and, and mm-hmm. slaps on the replacement bags back on, right? Mm-hmm. Take the full one, gives you the empty ones. Possibly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's uh, that's that. Um, so next question comes to us from Retor for Mentor, who was on a few weeks ago, um, and he asks: Are there any specific features you'd like to see added to help navigation, either in the Star Map or on the HUD? For instance, in light of searching for INS Jericho. Any features? Uh, can you? I'm sorry again. Repeat that. I'm still on that aperture. In the star map that we'd like on the for finding locations um, on the star map or on the HUD that would assist. Oh with that. well, I mean, you have to revamp the whole star map. Uh, first of all, I don't understand the scale. You know, you it makes no sense. I just it's so hard to. To talk about features of the star map when it almost needs to be completely overhauled, sort of like what they did with the mining hut, right? Yeah, they just took a whole different approach to it. Yeah, well, on the plus side, we do know that that's hap- that's what is happening is they are converting um, the entire Moby Glass and the star map over to building blocks, and they're going to create a new experience. Um, I think long term, as much information that we can have available, and, and maybe it's not, maybe it's for more advanced ships um, that have like the large globes, but any intel we can have, and it might have to do with the computer blades we have at our disposal around dangerous shipping lanes, um, you know, uh, being able to pinpoint phenomena that we have found ourselves and have that as searchable stored uh, in some place, whether it's something that we have to give to other players in the, in the group um, via some sort of data card or something, or if it's something that, um, you know, long-term we can always keep on our star maps. That'll be important to be able to return to things like Benny Henge. Once you've, once you visit it once, you shouldn't have to find it every time you should be able to um, locate it by pinning that location. Um, And then he asks, um, with the new iteration on the reputation system added in 312, how do you envision reputation for miners, refiners, haulers um, will work in the future? Uh, miners, refiners, and haulers. So uh, it would. Uh, okay, so at this point there are no no missions. Uh, well, I mean, so simply put, uh, you blow up a rock. Uh, you know, it obviously puts a, a damper on your reputation. Uh, maybe um, being an efficient uh, miner, right? Uh, making sure that you're you're not bringing too much inert material. It's all about uh, the efficiencies at that point, right? Mining efficiencies, uh, being careful and not blowing up ships or the rocks, uh, damaging yeah. ships, 
and 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 uh, knowing wh where to sell. So now, as your yeah. reputation grows there, right? Maybe you are. Uh, uh, maybe there will be a mining mission. That yeah. Or, or or maybe someone can retain you as a miner, right? Yeah. Well, if you think about it too, think about it from this standpoint. Um, likelihood is mining missions will be generated through the sell of information or the gathering of information. So a mission giver might say, we found this really great hall of um, laranite that we want you to mine. And they'll know what the stats are on the rocks. So they'll send you the direction of where to go mine. You get that work order. And if you blow up the rock and you come back, oh, you didn't come back with what we expected. This is this is too low for the size we got. You know, you're you're not good at this. So you're not gonna get the same level, you're not gonna get the same opportunities for like complex mining gigs. They'll they'll keep you with the the hey, you're gonna go mine some copper until right. you can handle the until you can handle the quantanium. Um, so that's what I think is going to lead to. And that, that's what, that's why the reputation system excites me so much, especially when you think about it. And, and I think we talked about this last week and you, you especially got excited about this is it's going to tie into the dynamic economy. You know, it's just, it's just there. It's a building block that's going to wrap itself around what's happening now and continue to expand. And then when they launch the dynamic economy, that's going to continue to iterate on this sort of stuff as well. But I could also see you like I could see reputation even being something as simple as, you know, then once you hit a certain reputation, you can join a, a more elite mining guild. And they even have like their own areas that they can go to in certain locations that you have access to to get fr cheaper mining supplies. Um, right, right, or 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 things better like that. Supplies or or better leads to better deposits. Right, deposits that are tools that are uh, able to use even maybe to you may not even be able to mine certain materials without those tools that are only available to a reputable high, you know, reputable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's what I think can happen. And you, you can also probably find the best NPC crew there. Yeah. Hire the best NPCs. It's all going to be this really connected system and it sounds so far away and it is far away, but I feel like this is such an exciting building block. And if they do get yeah. the dynamic economy in the end of next year, it's going to, Next, I, I feel as though unless something crazy happens, 2021 is going to be the year that fundamentally changes the game in ways that really, really starts to make it feel more like a game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's sort of like a house that was being built. You know, the hardest part is, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the foundation framing. They spent five years building tools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now they just click with a click. And, yeah, we're going to see huge leaps forward because it's sort of like the lore you know as you said the the the, the book is written already they're just implementing it i think yeah. they, they have that roadmap they know what the reputation is going to be they they know what the dynamic economy needs to be like it's all already kind of uh, you know it's it's on paper now they're just implementing it yeah um so uh so speaking is, of wrapping the rope, by the way, 
right now I'm a, I wish I could wrap a rose around my neck because I'm stuck between the front wheel and the rear wheel of the rock in the nomad <laughs> and somebody please come and shoot me in the head because I can't get out of it oh goodness i'm nowhere near you I'm, i actually exited the game because i am gonna make dinner after this um so sorry good luck with that yeah. <laughs> uh so those are all the questions that we have um from listeners if you want to submit questions uh, as always you can do so by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com you can submit a message through anchor We'd love to hear people's voices if you want to submit an audio message um, or on our Readcast Discord where most of our messages come from. Uh, all the information on how to get to those places are in the links in the show notes. Um, and if you are thinking about, you know, finding your next home away from home in the digital JPEG world of Star Citizen, um, you know, take a look at Read. We are a respectful, law-abiding um organization focused on research engineering um research and engineering through exploration and discovery uh, we also have a series uh, several content creators in the group so don't forget to check out earth's content and nets mages content on youtube as well as listen to music um written by admiral cody and calibri who actually wrote um, all the music that you hear in in the show uh, that wraps up another uh, episode of readcast thank you everyone for listening uh fellow citizens and happy holidays we'll see you next week yeah happy holidays thank you all this is a lot of fun <laughs>